Greetings, greenhouse people, and welcome to another episode of Tech on Demand, brought to you by Grower Talks. I'm your host, Bill Calkins, and our goal here is to help you grow your best crop ever by sharing cultural and technical information based on discussions with experts around the globe, although sometimes we'll cover other topics in the horticulture realm like nursery and retail. This time, we're joined by Dr. Aaron Palmetier, who's been a guest before, talking about topics ranging from insects and diseases specific to poinsettia production to an overview of foliar diseases and control strategies. Be sure to go back in the archive and listen to those episodes, because Aaron is a wealth of knowledge. He's Senior Technical Service Representative with Bayer Ornamentals, and brings extensive experience solving problems and providing pest and disease management recommendations for ornamental producers and landscape professionals. He's a former ornamental specialist at the University of Florida and received his doctorate in plant pathology from Auburn University and his master's and bachelor's degrees in plant and soil science from Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. He's definitely got the credentials and greenhouse experience to lead us through this topic. Tech on Demand, Root, Stem, and Crown Rot Diseases of Ornamental Plants. Welcome, I'm Bill Calkins, Senior Editor for Grower Talks, and we're back with Aaron Palmatier from Bayer, who's here once again to continue our series of podcasts covering a range of topics related to pest and disease control on ornamental and greenhouse crops. This time we're going to cover root, stem, and crown rot diseases. So be sure to check out our previous episode on foliar diseases, where Aaron covered the different types of fungal and bacterial plant pathogens that you might encounter in your ornamentals production. He shared some strategies to avoid or minimize risk and effective controls. It was definitely a power-packed episode, and if you did miss it, you're definitely going to want to go back and check it out because some of the topics that Aaron's going to cover in this episode were, he went into a little bit more depth on the previous one. So enough out of me. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Hey, great to be here, Bill. So let's start with a word that you used when we talked before the show, devastation. It is a scary term and something we want to avoid when talking about our high value spring crops. So maybe here's a better word, detection. How do these two words relate? Yeah, great, great question. And I, and I do recall mentioning uh, devastation. And, and I just want to, to revisit the previous podcast where I talked about leaf spot pathogens and how important they are from reducing the aesthetic quality of the plant. And, and that's, you know, and that's important because ornamentals, it's all about quality. And, but when it comes to root stem crown rot diseases, devastation comes into play because uh, they, these can result in fatalities. You can lose plants in some cases, some, some diseases are much more fast acting than others. And when you talk about um, detection, that's, that's really important because the earlier you detect one of these pathogens or, or the symptoms that they cause, you're going to be much better off because uh, unfortunately, these soil, what I call soil-borne type pathogens, uh, they're, they're colonizing, some, in most cases, the hidden half of the plant. And so they, it can be much more difficult 
to, to, uh, to spot these types of diseases. And then what often happens when you see the symptoms, it can be too late. And, and that's where devastation comes into in play because uh, if you have full-on symptom expression, when I say full-on symptom expression, it may be you may see wilting, you may see general uh, chlorosis or yellowing, uh, stunting, and, and oftentimes as the plants get to that point, um, you may not be able to turn it around and, and it, they can end up in the, uh, in the garbage. And, and that's where, again, devastation comes into play. That makes sense that the, uh, the, the problems occurring below the soil are going to be uh, clearly tougher to spot. And thanks for giving a couple of the uh, visual signs to look for. I know that we'll get into a little bit more on that later. So hopefully we haven't scared too many listeners. Devastation is a scary thought when it comes to your crops. Detection is going to be critical, uh, especially when you're talking about the below the soil issues. So hopefully we have everyone's attention because the root, stem, and crown rot, rot diseases are definitely serious business. Can you give us an overview of these issues to set the stage for the rest of our chat? Yeah, sure. And so, so you know, you have you know, root rot pathogens. Typically, your 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 major root rot pathogens, uh, they're they, a lot of those will stay associated with the roots. And in some cases, you can even get things like what's called root dysfunction to where these pathogens are just lingering, chewing away on, on sometimes the, the, the feeder roots or some of the lateral roots. And they may not be causing um, significant, uh, I, I should say, devastation. They may not, they may not be, result in a fatality, but they, what they are going to do is they're going to compete with your, with your water and your nutritional program. And so, but when you, when you talk about root rot, you know, you, you have to pull plants out of the container and you have to examine for the symptoms of root rot, which are essentially just, you know, you're not going to see the, the nice, healthy, white roots. Some, some plants may even have orangish colored roots, depending on the species, but but you're gonna you're you're not gonna see healthy roots. You're gonna see discoloration. You're gonna see oftentimes water-soaked type tissue, uh, where where you're just getting extensive uh, rot of of the roots. And then, um, unfortunately, some root rot pathogens start there, and then they move they move their way up, and they they start to attack the lower stem. It's it's very common to see. Uh, stem rot type diseases occur right at the soil line. Um, and then if the pathogen is capable and the conditions are favorable, it'll move up and it, it will actually uh, infect and cause disease of all the, the, the crown or the lower part of the plant. So, it, you know, the stem the lower branches, the lower leaves, that's kind of what a classic crown rot pathogen will do. It just, it'll, it'll destroy the mid, the middle uh, base uh, of the plant. And so those are kind of the three different types of, of you know, uh, I guess of, of the symptoms um, for these root and root stem and crown rot pathogens. And some can cause, all three types of diseases and others are very much uh, isolated or restricted to, to one type of the uh, plant tissue. 
you know, I, I, I equate that to IT always telling me to restart my computer when I have an issue is growers take the plants out of the pots and look for healthy <laughs> roots that, you know, I've, I've heard uh, technical uh, experts like, like you say that over and over that, that when, first of all, you got to walk the crop. Second of all, you got to pop those things out of the pot and, and look at the roots and you're going to uh, catch a lot of things early. Yeah, so. Absolutely. So I actually, I, I feel smarter already. So can you continue this review by letting the listeners know about some of the most common root stem and crown pathogens and, and maybe get specific into how they cause disease? Yeah, ab absolutely. So, so there's, you know, your biggest, I mean, there, there's really uh, what I like to call the, the big four. And there, there are more, but from across the diversity of ornamentals, your predominant root rot pathogens are going to be Pythium, Phytophthora, Rhizoctonia, and Fusarium. And, and one of the, the other things that, and then I'll just mention Flaviopsis uh, for bedding plant growers. Uh, Flaviopsis can also, can also be a big, a big root rot pathogen. Um, but the, uh, one of the things that's that's really important about these pathogens and 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 which can make them really i guess uh devastating if you will um, when it comes from a standpoint of 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 controlling or challenging i should say is that some of these pathogens um, aren't just plant pathogens so i'm going to talk about like fusarium and rhizoctonia especially these are two that uh, they live, like I mentioned, they're soil born. So they, they live in the soil. They're associated with the rhizosphere of plants. But what they've done is they, they, they have evolved to be able to live happily as saprophytes, live, uh, surviving on dead tissue. And, and, and what, what's really scary about that is that your bedding mix could potentially contain the inoculum of a pathogen uh, like Fusarium or Rhizoctonia because it's, it's colonizing, the pathogen's colonizing some of the substrate that makes up your bedding medium and so, or your, your soilless mixture. And so, so that's a real big problem. And then of course, the fact that some of these organisms can survive on that dead tissue, they can reside and hang out in, in a greenhouse or a nursery uh, for long periods of time. Um, but, but having, you know, talking about Fusarium, Rhizoctonia, Pythium, Phytophthora, uh, depending on the species, all of these uh, are capable of going from roots to, to stems and then to, to above ground tissue to cause, to cause crown rots. So predominantly, I'll, I'll just mention like fusarium is, a, there's fusarium solani, very common root rot pathogen in ornamentals. And then you have fusarium oxysporum, which not only can cause a root rot, but it can cause a vascular disease, a vascular wilt, where it, it, it literally shuts down the the water conducting tissues in the plant and and that's just that's a game changer so back to the word devastation if you have uh let's just say i'll pick on chrysanthemums you've got a mum crop and you get fusarium wilt um it can be uh very big losses um and and so that's a that's a really a specialized 
type of fusarium that you, you need to watch out for. But then the most of these, again, uh, these pathogens, they, they work their way up from the roots into the stem. And then if the relative humidity is right, the, the, that leaf wetness duration is right, uh, they will move up into the canopy and cause, and cause crown rots. And, and uh, Phytophthora um, is, is just a, uh, notorious for causing crown rots on, on um, greenhouse ornamentals. Uh, it's the predominant uh, crown, root and crown rot pathogen. Um, but when you, when you look at the, I guess, uh, the symptoms of one crown rot from another, it can be very difficult to distinguish, um, you know, which, which pathogen is, is causing, causing that disease. But, but the, the, so the key is um, you, you know, you have to examine the roots. You always want to try to look at the lower stem as well for any indication of uh, lesions, cankers, rots you know a canker is just nothing more than like a a uh it could be it, it some in some cases it can just kind of be like a split open uh crevice uh and in other cases some cankers actually exude or they call them bleeding cankers where you actually see plant plant sap or, or uh substrate coming out of of the the lesion but look you know examine the lower stem is is a critical point for some of the some of the stem rot uh, pathogens right at the soil line, and then of course crown crown rot. The problem with crown rot is when you see the the, the typical symptoms of of yellowing, chlorosis, stunting. Uh, that it, oftentimes that's at the breaking point to where it's just gonna it's going to the plant is going to to literally collapse and, and maybe beyond uh, saving. And so it starts at the roots, examine those roots and, and look at that lower stem, that, that basal portion of the plant and keep an eye on that. Um, and the earlier you detect it, the, the better off you're going to be because you can start, you know, doing the right things from, from a management standpoint. Okay, and I, I'm starting to think we need to hold this episode and, and release it on Halloween because saprophytes, <laughs> bleeding lesions, cankers, I mean, this, this sounds like a, a, a classic uh, horror story. But um, you've talked in the past about di the importance of diagnostics. Is, uh, when, you, when you talk about the, these big four and, and then add in the Thalaviopsis, are these uh, pathogens that, that can be identified by a diagnostics lab? Is this something that growers need to think about sending in to get identified uh, very specifically? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, these, the, the root stem crown rot diseases are, are, are pretty easy uh, for a, a, a pathology lab to, to diagnose. And then, you know, there's also, you know, there's some, some pretty distinct characteristics um, when you examine the roots, uh, and let's just say with, with pythium root rot, oftentimes the, the pythium, you know, is, is feeding on the ex, external portion of the root to where you can take, almost take the, the, the cortex and it just sloughs right off and leaves like kind of like a string behind a, of root tissue. That's real typical 
for, for Pythium root rot. And then with Flaviopsis, uh, Flaviopsis is called black root rot for a reason. And, and oftentimes you see just jet black lesions um, on, on, on the affected root tissue. And again, now th these are, you know, if you're, I'll, I'll just pick on pansies are a magnet for Flaviopsis. If you're a pansy grower and you're getting black uh, root rot, like like distinct, you know, jet black type lesions on the roots, you know, it's very likely you're dealing with Flaviopsis. Um, and most pansy growers are probably familiar with that disease, but it doesn't hurt to take a sample in and that way they can isolate and prove that, yeah, this is, this is what's causing these symptoms. And then one thing I'll mention with, with Rhizoctonia, uh, it, it typically causes lesions at the soil line. So you, you often, you, you may even see girdling of stems. Um, and then one thing about Rhizoc uh, that's different from the other pathogens is it, 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 you're not gonna see spores forming, you're gonna see just the, the, the thick web-like mycelium of, of the fungus. So, so you can, with the naked eye, you can actually see, you know, well, a lot of different molds you can see when they start sporulating heavily, but you'll see these strands of mycelium uh, that's often white to brown in color, uh, caused by, by rhizoctonia. And again, it likes to uh, target that, that lower stem at, at the base of the soil line. And then Phytophthora and, and Pythium, aerial Pythium, or Pythium that goes up in the foliage can do the same. But a lot of times with Phytophthora, the, it's very fast acting. So when you, if you get an outbreak of Phytophthora under favorable conditions, you can get plants that'll get wiped out over a weekend. And, and, and often the foliage uh, turns brown to black and it becomes just macerated. So it's often early on, it just looks like brown water-soaked tissue. And then eventually it just, the, the whole crown of the plant will, will collapse. And again, that is one that if the inoculum's there, very fast acting pathogen. Um, and, and so you, among these root stem and crown rot diseases, you get variations on the theme. You have some that I call the hidden hunger where they're just associated with the roots, like a lot of Pythium species, some Fusarium species. Um, and, and then you have others that get much more aggressive. And typically when you start talking about the stem and the crown is where, where you're getting into, uh, in, in, into fatalities where you're, where you're losing plants uh, to the point of no return. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate that. And that's it's a ton of information. Clearly, there are many ways that these pathogens attack ornamental plants. Some stay in one spot, some move up from the roots. And, uh, and you've given us some of the, the sure signs to look for. I think that that's, that's something the listeners are really going to appreciate. So what about control strategies? There've got to be a number of ways to approach these issues. And now is probably a good time to review the, the effectiveness of integrated pest management and how IPM strategies are, you know, have been paying off kind of literally for, for growers in North America. Yeah, absolutely. So, so again, okay. So a couple things I mentioned that like the general biology is some of these pathogens and their capacity or ability to, to, to live and survive on dead tissue. 
So you have to think about being careful about what you're bringing in to the operation, not only diseased plant tissue, but, but if you have uh, disease issues that are recurring, uh, look back at this, at all of uh, the components of the operation, including your, your, your bedding mediums and make sure that you don't have a substrate there. That's, that's a source of inoculum. Um, that's really important. And then when it comes to root rot pathogens, it's, you know, moisture management in the soil is very, very crucial. Some of these pathogens, like your pythium and your phytophthora, uh, they're water molds. They love water-saturated conditions. They thrive in an anaerobic conditions. So if, you're, if you have plants that uh, don't seem like the, you know, they're, again, uh, where they're not responding to, to, to changes in moisture, that's a real good sign that you could be dealing with uh, with a root rot pathogen, meaning that they don't look like they're using the water that they they should be using. But but again, tensiometers uh, are could be an important part of measuring uh, the the soil the soil moisture. Um, as much as you can, try to try to grow things. I know your uh, growers are wanting to produce plants fast and and to have them available. But, but try to grow things um, on, on a drier side, and, and you're going to reduce a lot of your, your root rot pathogens to the point where you don't want to stress the plant. But So moisture management is crucial. Minimizing the potential for introducing these pathogens into the op operation, including substrate, on substrate. And then when it comes to... Uh, you know, any kind of stress uh, can can predispose uh, the these pathogens uh, to disease. So, if you switch fertilizers, for example, uh, or if you're putting out excessive amounts of a fertilizer, changes uh, that uh, may not be very favorable with the plant um, can can definitely turn or make make disease matters worse. And so. Uh, stay with you know what you know is best for the plant to keep the plant healthy and happy. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna minimize uh, disease, and then, and I think it's 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 crucial uh, to have a scouting program and to have people that are trained to recognize early symptoms, uh, so that you can again take action quickly. And one of the things. Uh, is by recognizing a sick plant, when it comes to root, stem, crown rot diseases, if you've got, a, 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 you know, a, uh, I, I don't know if I want to say advanced stage, but you have evidence of, of disease progression in a certain area, you want to take action and in, in, in either remove and quarantine or remove and discard those plants to reduce that inoculum. Because uh, you may have cases where you've got isolated pockets of inoculum and then it's just going to spread. So by keeping those plants among all the healthy plants, uh, you, you're potentially, you know, predisposing those plants to, to infection. Um, and then of course, fungicides, um, fungicides are, are just, uh, you know, they're, they're imperative when it comes to commercial production. Uh, you have to have uh, a fungicide program in place um, to, to help 
weather the the potential storm i should say when it comes to to root stem and crown rot diseases and so um the the key again is to identify the diseases that your plants are susceptible to and then and then put a program in place that's going to allow you to to rotate fungicide chemistry to minimize uh uh resistance issues one thing that one thing i will mention is some of these these root stem crown rot pathogens um they a lot of them are slower to develop resistance than some of the foliar uh, pathogens. And that's just based on the biology of, of the organism. But, but that doesn't mean that you don't rotate. And so, you know, there's plenty of, of, of good chemistry out there. I, I will throw in a plug um, with, uh, for both uh, a broad form, um, has, again, very broad spectrum activity, it has uh, two different active ingredients, uh, dual mode of action, um, and, and is and, you know very effective against Rhizoctonia, Phytophthora. Uh, we're, we're, we've been doing trials with uh, Fusarium, where we're seeing really good results. Uh, Flaviopsis as well, and so so uh, the key is um, you know, you can put broad form in into. A, a management program for root stem and crown rot diseases, but then you definitely want to rotate um, with with other fungicides. I mentioned the fungicide resistance action committee group codes that are available on 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 products to make rotation uh, easy, um, but you definitely uh, want to find two or three products. And 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 when I say two or three products, usually uh, depending on on the diseases you're up against. That, that should be suffice. Uh, what happens when you start bringing in too many different products is that you may not know which ones are working the best. And so uh, keep, keep an eye out for, you know, you want, you want to try to use the best available chemistries for your, your, your primary diseases. But one of the nice things that I mentioned previously with broad form is because it's so broad spectrum, uh, it kind of targets other potential pathogens um, when you're going after a primary. It's like you're going after botrytis, but you, you're, you're going to get control of, of Altenaria, Rhizoctonia, Phytophthora, Pythium as well. So um, that, that's just a good thing. Um, but keep, keep in mind uh, diseases uh, and especially root stem and crown rot diseases, when symptom expression occurs, it's, it, it, it's like you have to start treating because, because uh, that infection process has been well on its way and microorganisms crank. And so you, it could even be too late at that stage. And that's why targeting pre preventative measures or, or for, the, for the specific diseases you're up against um, Taking a preventative approach is, is really uh, staying staying ahead of the ahead of the curve, if you will. That's great, and and some of the things that you mentioned are you know going back to the basics, bring in clean plants, but remember that you also need clean media, managing the soil moisture, reducing the overall stress of the plant, training your growers for scouting, and then you know of course the importance of rotating chemistries. And I do like how you said to. Uh, you know, don't, don't go too crazy with the different chemicals that you're using. Um, stick, stick to a handful and, uh, and keep them in rotation, which I know that you and the team at Bayer have been very, uh, 
you know, aggressive in, in educating growers and, and creating these rotations that, that growers can follow and, and have a, a good measure of success. So definitely appreciate that. Um, you know, I think that kind of, kind of like our last few podcasts, um, you're so knowledgeable about this information, your background and your current work with Bayer really make you a, a really uh, a fantastic resource for growers. And it is fun to talk about these topics. And I, I think it's safe to say that not only do I appreciate your time, but from the podcast download numbers, our listeners really appreciate this information too. So do you have anything to add before we wrap this one up? Bill, I just like to say, I'm, you know, happy to help. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, I could be considered a little bit different or weird for my, my passion for plant pathology <laughs> and death and dying. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's great to work with uh, growers and horticulturists, uh, when they, when they come up with, uh, challenges from, uh, from a pest or disease standpoint and, and, uh, happy to do it, happy to be here and, uh, look forward to the next time. Excellent. Excellent. And again, thank you so much for, for all you do for our industry and, and for your time uh, spent on these podcasts. So and, until next time, I'm Bill Calkins with Grower Talks. And on behalf of Aaron Paul Matier at Bayer, we want to wish you best of luck avoiding and managing any root, stem, and crown rot issues that you may encounter now and in the future and avoiding devastation by paying close attention to detection and some of the protocols that, that we've just shared. So have a fantastic season and uh, have a great spring next year when you start to put some of these, uh, uh, this information into action.